The following episode was recorded live on YouTube for Adulting.TV Live. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at Adulting.TV. Welcome to Adulting.TV Live. Miranda and I are here with Michelle Jackson. How are you, Michelle? I'm good. I probably shouldn't have drank Perrier before we started. I'm just going to go from there. Perrier. <laughs> Fancy like out the burp. I just think that I love the sunglasses because it feels like you're too cool for the show well, right now. No, but the thing is the sun is in my eyes and I can stick my arm through the window. See? Nice. See, life <laughs> is good. Life is good. So we're talking about resilience and why that is really cool to have and how it can help you. Certain situations like when life sucks, and sometimes life sucks, what does it mean to be resilient? Well, I would say that you need resilience whether life sucks or doesn't, because life is just hard. And to me, resilience is just having that inner grit, that inner fire, that inner strength that it seems like a lot of people haven't been able to develop. I don't know why, (laughs) but it's just that ability to deal with situations as they come at you. And you could be super young as they come at you. You could be older. You could be everything in between. But living life is a pain in the butt. So you need to have some resilience to kind of manage the stuff that life throws at you. And we've kind of seen like what happens when you don't have that resilience. Do you just sort of, I mean, I've seen people who I I think have kind of curled up and died in a way where they just sort of said, okay, I'm going to accept the way things are. And then they just sort of trudge through life. And it's really kind of sad to see that. So having that resilience kind of is sort of a way to like pick up and move forward. Is that right? For me, I would 100% agree. I think that life is tough. Like it's not for the weak. (laughs) And sometimes tough situations can really catch you off guard. I would say that there is definitely a time and place for being depressed about like the crap that's coming at you and laying down and crying. And I think that's a healthy part of dealing with situations. But then there's comes a time when you actually have to deal with the situation. And that's where the resilience is what you have to kind of draw from and use to address this situation that you're in and tackle it head on. I've seen this a lot, especially with the younger people I deal with a lot. And there is an inability to deal with situations that seem to be beyond their control or just don't go as planned. And sometimes it's minor, sometimes it's major, but either way, there's a tendency to shut down and not deal with situations. How do you learn to deal with these situations? Quite honestly, I think that just comes with each situation. So I would say like a lot of times people talk about millennials and how they can't handle stuff. And I think that's crap. I just think each generation is the generation that they're in. Right. So as a Gen Xer, I had no resilience when I was 20. Like I didn't. I had enough things come at me to grow that muscle. Right. And so as situations come into your life, that's how you develop the ability to manage those situations. So for example, when I was 20, I just did not have the inner strength to deal with the stuff that I dealt with, like at 31 and 32. Like I just didn't have it. Like I had to live some life. I think that it's normal with any generation that over time you learn how to deal with shit. Pardon my friendship. I'm not supposed to say that word, by the way. Yeah, you're fine. 
So how do you develop this resilience? So you talk about how like at age 20, you didn't have the same resilience, you weren't doing this. And I think a lot of the time we think about this as something that we either have or we don't, but you're talking about building it and learning to develop it. So what are some of the things that you can do to actively build your resilience so that you can take life's challenges and overcome them and move forward to the next thing? Well, the first thing is you just have to figure out what you can handle. You need to connect with other people and networks of people so that you don't have to manage these situations alone. I think a lot of inner resilience comes from learning how to manage, like literally logistics, like the logistics of managing a situation that's out of your control because you want to be in control of an aspect of a situation. So say, for example, you have, I'll give an example that happened in my life. My mom lost her job and it was really beyond my control because she had no money coming in. And it was the most terrifying thing I've ever dealt with. I was working at Starbucks. I was a grad student. This was completely out of my depth. And all I could do was manage each one day at a time. That was it. That was all I could do. Like in terms of energy, in terms of mental energy, in terms of money, like I literally had to just deal with it one day at a time. And so then as I dealt with each day, I had to figure out the logistics of trying to make more money, trying to just graduate from graduate school and just really trying to keep my head in the right place, like trying to to be mentally healthy, which I think a lot of people kind of poo-poo because usually you build resilience in situations that can feel very extreme at the time. That one is an outlier because it is incredibly extreme. But I'm on the other side of that. And the skills that I learned, which were to side hustle, which were to be okay to allow myself to break down. Like sometimes you just have to be like, this is horrible. This is a horrible situation. We see people who are dealing with, at the time that we're recording this, we have people in Houston who are literally, they've lost everything. And they're going to have to tap into their resilience. They're going to have to connect with people around them and just take one day at a time so that they can get through what really is a tragedy in their life. I've experienced that. Like it was a tragedy for my mom to lose her job the way that she did. She was a person who worked her whole life. And it was heartbreaking to see how that affected her. It still affects her to this day. And she's a homeowner now. She, you know, has a job. Things are stable, but it still resonates with her. So for me, one of the things I also do is I work a lot on my mindset because I don't want to exist in that place from before. So I don't want to continuously stay in that place where all this crap was coming at me. You deal with the crap, you get through the situation, however, like clawing, kicking, screaming, whatever it is. And then when you get to the other side, you do need a break. So you need time to kind of decompress from all the crap that came at you. Then you rest up because I hate to tell you guys, the longer you live, the more these things will happen, but you develop more of a callus, if you will, or a muscle so that the next time you're like, well, this sucks, but you know, I dealt with, you know, situation this, so I'm well equipped to deal with this. And to be honest, you could be 20 and a parent could pass away. You could just have something very extreme happen. Maybe a parent loses a job, something like that. And you just deal with it. I mean, the choice is one or the other. You deal with it or you don't. So a few times you said, take one day at a time. And that's something that we hear a lot. What does that mean? And how do you take a day? How do you behave in such a way that you are taking a day at a time? And how does that help you? Well, I mean, the reality is when you're in a situation that you can't control, 
trying to figure out like the next three weeks is not going to help you. It's going to drive you crazy. So literally the goal is you wake up, you know, God willing, you wake up. Right. And uh, I'm not religious, but really like you wake up and that you start from there. Then you eat a good breakfast. Like it could be that basic. You just manage your health. You try to stay around people who are positive, who are going to encourage you in a time like this. So maybe you have only been around negative people and you're just like, life is horrible. <laughs> you would be amazed by how life can change when you remove people like that from your life, especially in a stressful time. And you start bringing in healthy people, like people who are like, you know what, this sucks. Like they acknowledge that whatever you're dealing with sucks, but they believe you can get through it. And then maybe they're like, hey, let's do something for free because you don't want to be in your house depressed because that sucks too. And so maybe your friends are like, hey, we know that, you know, things are tight or this is what's going on with you. There's a free event that we can do or let's go hiking. Let's go into nature. Let's go for a bike ride. Just keep it really simple. Let's read a book, you know, but I do think that as you manage each day, it's like you break it down to the simplest things. And I think people forget that. Like, the simplest things is a good cup of coffee, a good conversation with people who care about you, getting space away from people who do care about you. It, they could be part of your problem. So when my mom was you know, going through all this stuff, I had to take a break. I would just go in the mountains and just like be in the mountains and just be like, you know what, this is all I can do. Because nothing else was in my control other than how I managed my day. So I just had to keep it simple. And I didn't have money really to do other things. So I love to dance. I would volunteer at my dance studio so I could get free dance classes so that I could keep things that I loved in my life. So literally you keep it that simple. And then as you get through the situation, you can project further ahead. But I think that really for most people, it's, it's a little too much to be like, well, I'm going to think about a year from now. It's like, no, just get me through today. Yeah, I like what you said about taking when the world feels like everything's out of control find those little things that you can control and uh, focus on them. Yeah. And one of the things that I thought was interesting is you mentioned a little bit earlier, you mentioned connecting with people around you. And so I like that this process of building resilience isn't something that you do in a vacuum by yourself. You do it with other people and you can turn to other people for help. And so where does that kind of build into this resilience thing? So it's really not about like you standing alone with no one else. It's really about you knowing your resources and then turning to other people when you need help. Well, people who live in a silo, it doesn't work. It just literally doesn't work. So if you're on your own, just struggling on your own, and you're not connected, like when you're with a network of people, one, you understand that you're not alone. Like for me, uh, all three of us are personal finance bloggers. And one of the best things about me being in that community is understanding that I wasn't the only person who had a financial mess or knowing that I wasn't the only person trying to better my life financially or I wasn't the only person dealing with parent finances. Like I learned that there were other people who were walking in my shoes. And I think that that makes you feel a lot less alone because you're not alone because you, you meet people who are like, hey, we get you. We get what's going on. So to exist without community, I think regardless of whether or not you're building resilience, I think a lack of community is a huge issue now in general, but it's amplified when you are dealing with a tough situation. So if you're unwell, if you're without a job, whatever, you need to find community for a couple of reasons. They connect you with resources. If you don't have resources, it's hard to kind of get out of this space that you're in. So a lot of the opportunities that I've had in the last few years have occurred because I have a community. 
And it could be the community of bloggers. It could be a community of podcasters because I do, I'm geeky and I do those things. It could be the community here in my state, in my town. But people really have this thing where they're existing by themselves and they don't realize it until the stuff hits the fan. And for me, that is the number one mistake people can do. Like you should always be working to connect and build community so that when things happen, you don't have to figure out what your community is. It just makes that, it's like, Things are good and things, then when they kind of hit the skids, you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, I've got this community of people who are invested in me being healthy, happy, and well, and this is wonderful. How do you find that community and how do you know that? I mean, when you do this, you put yourself out there and uh, the people you might find could not be helpful towards you. It could be a toxic environment. How do you find the right people within this community and how do you find that community? Well, I mean, toxic people are obvious because they're annoying. So, <laughs> so if they're toxic, you don't need to really, you don't need to sit there and be like, well, I wonder if they're toxic. If you're asking yourself that they're toxic, then you need to float away. Like if you're meeting new people and they're giving you a bad vibe, float away before you really invest energy in them. You don't have to ghost them, but just float away. If you can feel that they're not going to be good for you and you're in a crap situation, why on earth would you keep them there? Just float away. <laughs> I, I like that. Sometimes I feel like there are people that I need to float away from. <laughs> I do I do the float. Like I'm really pleasant. And then one day they're like, where'd Michelle go? I'm out. <laughs> like I'm not around you. <laughs> and so it's great because I'm at this point I very aggressively have pruned out negative people or people who don't really care about my best interests. And so I think if the difference between before and now and I've always been pretty good about this but it's amazing it's amazing not dealing with people who could give a crap about me really or are completely self mogul now that you're resilient what's one thing that's happened that you've been able to deal with uh, in a more positive way I would say self-employed entrepreneurship so because I've had so much crap happen before entrepreneurship is like a walk in the park I don't feel a lot of the anxiety that people seem to feel as an entrepreneur. I've definitely had months where I'm like, I'm not making money. <laughs> um, I had months where I'm like, this is horrible. I still am like at a baseline feeling really super freaking happy. I think that I've been able to deal with entrepreneurship just because my life has just been so like, like very extreme. So I'm able to manage the extreme nature of being an entrepreneur. So I would say that really it's in retrospect, I wouldn't wish a, a lot of this stuff on people that I've had to deal with, but it's been a gift because now I'm able to deal with things very calmly. I'm just like, okay, so this month is kind of a little tight. What do I need to do? Instead of, holy crap, oh my God, I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be, you know, like a bag lady. This is horrible. It just doesn't go there. I'm just like... All right. I used to support two people on Starbucks, $9 an hour. And that was including the tips. What do I need to do? Is there anything that throws you off guard today or can you handle everything like a pro? I don't think everyone can handle everything like a pro. So like, <laughs> this is a funny story, but kind of embarrassing. I met Gary Vaynerchuk randomly. So for those of you who are like, who's Gary V? Who's Gary Vaynerchuk? He's like the deal. He's this guy who's known for doing all the things. I don't think he sleeps. He's like maybe a vampire. I don't know. But he runs a media company. He wants to buy the New York Jets or Giants. I don't know why, why he would want to do that. Anyway, I'm not a fan. The point is, I'm a fan of his. And one day I was watching him on a live stream and he was in New York. 
like literally like four hours earlier, he's on this live stream and I'm like, this is awesome. I got my inspiration. I walk outside of my free co-working space and I'm like looking at this little dude thinking, how did he get here? What is this magic? Because it was Gary Vaynerchuk and I'm a huge fan. So I fangirled out and he's like, do you want a picture? Like not in a weird way, but like, do you want a picture? And I look at him like, no, I don't want a picture. <laughs> and, and no, he was wasn't he offended. I, I think he just thought I was like, I just couldn't figure out the magic that got him from New York to Colorado in four hours. It's called a plane. It's, it's called a plane, but it just threw me off. So I think um, sometimes I can fangirl out a little bit. So the next time I meet him, because I will meet him again, I'll be like, I'm the black chick, because there's how many that he met in Colorado? None. I'm the black chick who met you, and I was like, no, I don't want a picture with you. <laughs> and I'm going to let him. No, no, he didn't meet him, though. So he, he didn't meet the girl. He, he will remember the girl. is like, I don't want to take a picture with you. He'll, rem he'll remember that. Absolutely. So more about being resilient, uh, you know, what else can people do to improve how they handle situations? Uh, we talked about uh, taking it day by day, but what, what other techniques are there that people can uh, learn and get good at so that they can handle life? Well, one of the things they could do is just put themselves in tough situations. Like they could test their mettle. They could decide to be uncomfortable. And I think that for a lot of people nowadays, regardless of age, there is a lack of ability to be uncomfortable. There's a discomfort with discomfort. So I like to camp. Like I will, as much as the idea of glamping is exciting, I kind of poo-poo that. I'm like glamping, like what the hell is that? It could be something as simple as camping, like real camping, where you sleep in a tent on the ground in a sleeping bag. Because for some people, if you watch Survivor, that is really hard for them. That is completely out of their comfort zone. So building resilience, you could do little things to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. And then that way, as you do that, when something really happens that takes you outside of your comfort zone, like having to support a parent <laughs> or dealing with a, a horrible situation like losing your home or whatever, you're like, you know what? I got this. This sucks, but at least I've got the people around me. We, we can make this. We can, we can do something about this. You could also volunteer so that you can be around people who need your help where you're like supporting them and dealing with a situation that's really beyond their control. So I volunteer with homeless people because they're, but by the grace of God, go you and I, you know what I mean? I volunteer with students. I'm about to start volunteering to help students at my high school read better. For me, I've been reading since I was two. I was, you know, my mom started me really, really young. So this is a little bit like, wow, like I can't imagine that people aren't reading at the level that I was reading at, you know, at 16 and 17, but there are. And so to do things where you're in the position of, of seeing, maybe you've got it bad, but other people might have it worse and helping them to bridge the gap from where they are to a better place. That's a very empowering feeling. So empower yourself and keep things in perspective. The other day, actually today, I was riding my bike around. And I get a lot of like deep meta thoughts. I, I get deep, deep in my head. Um, all my good ideas happen when I exercise or walk or hike. And I was like, you know, if I lost everything, if some if a natural disaster happened, what would I take with me? Really, like, I, and I was like, I'm not taking clothes. I'm not taking anything because my um, pictures are in the cloud. I, literally, I would just take my laptop, take my laptop and a change of clothes, my accounts, that's it. Because really, as long as people 
the people that I love are healthy and alive, we're good. Everything else is, is doesn't matter. It can come. I can buy new things. I can earn more money. And I think that for people, usually these these situations that they find themselves needing to be resilient in are a couple of the following: love, where you be like you fall in love and then you have this horrible breakup. Well, you know what? There's like seven billion people. You're gonna fall in love again. You just have to put yourself out there. It could be money. Well, the thing about money is you can earn more. It will suck, but you can earn more. You just have to put yourself out there. It could be health. Health is the trickiest one because really sometimes that is completely out of our control. But the thing is, we all die. I hate to be a little morbid, but we, we all do. So in, in that, you live each day. This is why I was like, you know what? Each day is a blessing. Each day, that's all you need to manage. I do a vision board. I try to like have an idea of what's going to happen, like what I'm working towards. But the reality is life is a crapshoot. You don't know. So each day is a blessing and you just be blessed in that moment. And when shit happens, you deal with it. And if you can't deal with it, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I, I think it helps to keep things in perspective too because I think back a couple of years ago, um, my apartment got flooded out, not due to a flood, but due to first pipes, which sucked and kind of damaged the apartment below mine too. I was able to deal with it. Um, it wasn't such a big deal. Of course, I'm in a position where I have friends. I had places to stay. I had family who, who cared about me and were checking up on me and making sure everything was going okay. I had enough money so that I can, you know, insurance helped, of course. It covered the cost of anything that was damaged. But, you know, I was able to use money to support myself in, in a difficult situation. And, you know, while this is something that might really damage somebody's spirits, and of course, you know, I felt down about the whole thing. It was certainly a hassle. You know, I think about, you know, like what's going on right now with the hurricane, you know, Irma, that's uh, destroying um, the islands right now is on its way to Florida. And, you know, certainly a lot of people have it a whole lot worse. And keeping that perspective really helps. But it also makes me wonder, right, how can someone who's in a situation like that where their whole town is destroyed by a hurricane, they have nothing left. How do they stay resilient? Or maybe, you know, maybe it's easier for them because it's the only thing they can do. Well, they have two choices because actually they could, they could give up or not. That's it. You have to, you always have a choice. You can give up or just be like, we got to start fresh. That's it. So like, I, I mean, I will be honest. Like I can't even explain to you how many times I was just like, I want to give up. I was very depressed when I was dealing with my mom's situation, as you could imagine. So I was really depressed. And I was like, why is this happening to me? You sit there and you ask, you're like, why? I'm a good person. I've done all the right things. I've paid my bills. I've paid my taxes. I've, I've tried to be good. And sometimes life just happens. It's be, I mean, literally, literally, it just sometimes things happen. And you can choose to either deal with it or not. And at this point, I'm going to deal with whatever comes my way because even though I'm not ecstatic about what's going on in my country right now. I've traveled the world. It, it, there are other places where people have it worse off than I do. I just, I, all I can do is control me and what's going on. And if that means I wake up at four in the morning because I'm doing miracle mornings and, and I hustle, then I hustle. Because really that's the choice that you have. You know, you can give up or you can keep going. How about someone with chronic anxiety? I think uh, dealing with life can be a lot more difficult for somebody who's, you know, a chemical imbalance that causes them to be, uh, to have anxiety constantly. What kind of tips do you have for them to kind of deal with things better? 
Well, first and foremost, I'm not a medical professional, but what I will say is you need to connect with professionals who can help you manage that situation. I typically trend pretty happy, but I was really depressed during all this situation. And actually the depression lasted a lot longer, I think, than I ever realized, partly because when I quit my job, I can tell a difference between how I'm feeling. And so one of the things that I'm doing, and I'm not... And I'm not anxious. I'm not one of those people. I am looking to make sure that I do a check-in with a therapist because I think a lot of times people just keep a lot of stuff in their head. Well, I'm not superwoman. I'm not going to be one of those black ladies who drops dead at 50 because I'm not managing my mental and physical health. I'm really serious. Like the statistics on black women dying young because we take on so much stress. We're like that group. We die very young because of weight, because of stress, because of hypertension, because we're taking on everybody's shit. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not the one. So I will, I understand that there are situations that I have to manage or deal with more because I'm a woman of color and because of what's going on in my family, but I'm not going to die in the process. So making sure that my um, health and wellness are managed is my number one priority, period. So for a person who's anxious or dealing with things like that, that is your number one priority. You can't take care of anything else if you don't take care of yourself. You just can't. You put your oxygen mask on first, period. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. So, so yeah, any final tips for just building that resilience and allowing yourself to take control of the situation? I think that a lot of times people are really hard on themselves when they're feeling like they have to have it all together. You do not have to have it all together because usually these situations just catch you off guard. So be okay with being like, holy crap, I don't know what just happened. My world has just fallen apart, really. Because a lot of times, I mean, in our lives, we'll have a couple of different moments when it's like you're just walking along and all of a sudden it's just boom. And in that moment, you don't need to feel like you have it all under control because you don't, because you all just fell apart. Then you, you take a step back, you cry, whatever it is you need to do to manage the feeling, the emotion that happens with it. I still sometimes, when I recall and, and share the story about what happened with my mom, I still feel weepy about it because it was very intense. It was very upsetting. When you are dealing with someone who worked their whole life and did all the right things, and you feel like their country has let them down. It's very intense. Um, even now, I'm just like, <sighs> it's okay to be mad. It's okay to want to cry. It's okay to be like, why me? It's okay. And I think that a lot of times people, when they're they're being told that you need to manage a situation, you need to be resilient, that they told to skip that step. Don't skip that step. You need to own that step and be like, this fucking sucks. Pardon everyone for the F1. But sometimes that's just how it feels, okay? And, and you need to own that it fucking sucks, okay? And then you have to start rebuilding and move on because some things are just not fair. But life isn't fair. Like, everything's a crapshoot. Like, I could have been born in a place where there's no running water and a shack. My mom was literally built, uh, born in the Mississippi Delta. She's not that old. She was born in, a, like, a hospital, but her family lived in kind of like a shack, and her grandfather was a plantation foreman. So they were considered rich because their shack was bigger. It was like immaculate. She has memories of this, okay? So I could have been born when my mother was born. I'm not going to say her age because I'm not going to tell. We don't, black don't crack. I'm not going to share any ages, okay? The point is, it's not that long ago, okay? So I've been born in a time, and I don't, 
And for those of you, I was going to wear a t-shirt that says toupee fiasco that my friend Sandy created. I don't like what's going on with, you know, politics and all that stuff. I'm not happy with it, but we'll take care of that. Okay. Through political action, nothing crazy, crazy people listening. My point is things happen, but it could literally be worse. It just, it just could, I could be in Barbuda, which is a small island in the Caribbean that literally the entire island was destroyed by Irma. Mm -hmm. Destroyed. It's gone. So I just, I'm like, okay, this is what I've been given to deal with. I'm going to deal with it one day at a time. I'm trying to keep things in perspective. But if there's a moment where I have to break down, I'm going to break down and, and allow myself that. I might have to go to the mountains and hike or whatever, which is why I try to keep nature. I try to go into nature a lot. For those of you who are in, in cities, maybe you go to yoga class. Maybe you go to dance class. Maybe you go to church. Maybe you go to synagogue. Maybe you go to mosque. Whatever it is. Maybe you're an atheist. You're like, screw religion. That's totally fine. Go camping because that feels good. Whatever you need to do to help you manage the situation, especially if it's someone that you love, do it. Maybe they're stressing you out. Let them know nicely. Don't be mean. Don't be like, you're stressing me out. Just be like, you know, I love you. This is really intense. <laughs> Just need a break. I'll come back. <laughs> you know, but you first and foremost, put your face mask on first, your oxygen mask, so that you can wake up the next day and manage your situation. Picking on a few of the things that really spoke to me from what you said, and, and maybe I'm kind of reading into it a little bit. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be a certain way, and I think that causes some of the stress that breaks down our resilience sometimes. So managing our expectations of ourselves, I think, is really important, like you said, and also giving ourselves the permission to react and you know, and not have to be stoic all the time and feel like you are made of steel and can get through it and allow yourself to have emotions and, and react in whatever way is hopefully positive, but you know, you never know. And, and that's why you have a support system. And they can kind of manage the way you react, uh, pull you back if you go too far. Um, so I, I just wanted to pull out a couple of things that I... Well, we're not English and I'm not superwoman. So I'm not doing the stiff upper lip. Like I'm going to own my emotions and then, you know, go from there. So let us know, let the audience know where they can find you online and if they want to get a hold of you or read anything that you put together or watch or watch whatever videos you create. You can find me at michelleismoneyhungry.com. I'm very excited to have changed kind of my focus this year because I want to make money so that anything like the shit hits the fan again, I'll have it and I'll be able to better manage the situation. So that is where I am at. I'm a lifestyle design coach helping people create their best lives through online entrepreneurship using skills that they already have. So if you want to contact me, feel free to email me. I'm michelleismoneyhungry at gmail.com. Love to talk to you. And just if you're dealing with a situation that really sucks, it's okay. It's okay. We've got you. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on adulting.tv, Michelle. Thank you. And, I, and again, I'm, a, I'm distracted by now a giant dog. <laughs> There's a lot of dogs in Denver. <laughs> Denver is a very um, puppy place, I guess. Yeah, and I'm not really an animal person, so it's kind of ironic. <laughs> they poo. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, come see more videos at adulting.tv, of course, on our YouTube channel. And uh, subscribe to our podcast. This will be audio as well, adulting.tv slash iTunes. That's how you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. 
And of course, we've got uh, more subscription options at adulting.tv. If you've got a question, you can ask us. We'll answer in a video, uh, interviewing someone, or in a podcast. Miranda and I will have a nice discussion about it, or of course, in an article by one of our great contributors, uh, such as Michelle. You can find all that at adulting.tv. So until next time, remember to act like a grown-up. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Adulting.tv.